everyone and welcome back to this week's episode on the podcast. I'm Zoya and today we'll be talking about mental health and the impact it has on our day-to-day life. Keep listening till the end for an interview with Saisi. They are a team that aims to end the social stigma that surrounds mental health in our society. So mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. It also affects how we think, feel and act. It also determines how we handle stress related to us and others and make choices based on them. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. And over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood and behavior could be drastically affected. Now, experiencing one or more of the following feelings or behavior can be an early warning sign of a deteriorating mental health. The signs include eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and the usual activities, having low or no energy at all, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, also smoking, drinking or using drugs more than usual, and feeling unusually confused, forgetful, upset, worried or scared. However, these symptoms can quickly take a turn to a mental illness when the ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress and affect your ability to function. Now, a good mental health contributes to strong relationships and better health at home and school. It can also help to prevent the onset of other mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Furthermore, a study in Duke Department of Psychiatry suggests that positive emotions have been scientifically proven to increase people's open-mindedness. Those with more positive emotions have been more willing to try new things and open up to other people. These positive emotions connect greatly to one's ability to be resilient. All of this leads us to understand the importance of good mental health and what can be done to achieve it. Hi, my name is Samvidhi Sadaka and my teammate Simran Bhatia and I will be talking about our mission and what we are um, hoping to achieve from it today. Okay, so our whole mission is that as of now, we are six people who and what our entire goal is that we're trying to minimize the societal stigma that exists around mental health, especially in the Indian community, because there are so many families where for members uh, suffering from some sort of mental illness, they would rather have the person deal with it by themselves than seek out professional help because it's like, okay, what will other people think if they find out? Uh, keeping that in mind, our main focus is on the adolescent age group because that's the age group that we belong to and so we'll be able to speak about it more uh, from experience in that terms. And um, Moreover, we made it very clear that none of us are professionals or therapists. So we don't have any sort of professional capacity to give advice, let alone listen to anybody's struggle or stories. But our whole uh, brand is that we're not trying to help anyone directly, but we're rather trying to help them get help. That is very inspiring and thoughtful. So uh, out of the few questions I have for you today, the first one I'd like to begin 
with in today's generation most students experience stress and anxiety uh, however if not controlled this can also lead to early stages of depression how do we know how to differentiate between the both and what advice can you give to a student experiencing it okay so one thing i first like want to touch upon is that yes it's um, because of the increase of like competition and increase of syllabus and what not there is more of stress and anxiety among students these days and if it's not controlled definitely it can lead to a lot of not just depression it can lead to many um you know sort of mental conditions to develop now first thing that we want to touch upon is how do you differentiate whether uh, you're depressed or you know whether you're just stressed or you're anxious and that you can do by just I mean I don't want to suggest a simple google search but sometimes it does help if you look at the common signs of stress you'll um have like trouble sleeping you you have maybe some issues with memory and concentrating you notice a change in your eating habits and your sleeping habits like mentioned before and you'll also feel very angry and irritated quickly and you'll feel very burned out from studying and school work but depression is way more serious than that because in this case you you're like withdrawing from people so you're sort of isolating yourself because of uh, this and you're more restless and agitated and similar with stress you will have trouble concentrating and trouble with memory and it will affect your sleeping and um, eating patterns but you'll also feel like a lot of rage and anger and you'll also have a lot of suicidal thoughts now when it comes to how do you you know sort of control this and how do you make sure it doesn't get in, go into like a worse situation the thing is if you look at it a lot of students they they, they actually create that stress to happen they make that stress happen because they don't have a very planned life in the sense we tend to procrastinate a lot we keep everything for the last minute knowing that right. it stresses out and then when it happens we'll cry about it and i've done that as well which is why That's i can say yeah it's common so one thing you can do is eliminate procrastination from your life because i don't think that's possible but try and control you know and keep a timetable of sorts or make a plan about how to proceed with activities if you have an exam coming up don't wait the last minute to study for it plan it beforehand so you know you have more time to understand the concept take care of yourself so if you have any activities that give you a lot of like it relaxes your mind maybe like like skin care routine or maybe you like journaling or you like drawing if these things provide you like a little bit of relaxation throughout the day then incorporate it into your uh, daily routine and try and relax and unwind during that time also this is uh, this plays into the fact of the system but you should try and seek professional help if you feel your mental health deteriorating so much because there's only so much you can do by yourself and sometimes people don't realize that getting that extra professional help will help you so much and we're trying to raise awareness on that yes that's that's true okay so moving on uh can mental health and anxiety be genetic and if so what treatment can be done to help it also uh, mental health can be uh, it can be genetic if someone in your family has dealt with mental health issues uh scientists say you are 28% uh, more susceptible to them yourself right. and it, and uh, in 2018 uh they conducted a study and they found out that autism adhd bipolar disorder schizophrenia and depression are traceable to genes and uh, coming to the treatment uh, the treatment differs from person to person obviously uh it um, depends on your 
um <laughs> sorry it depends on you uh so there is uh, therapy obviously and medication yeah um i've heard that actually genetic anxiety can never be cured like if you have certain genetic il- mental illnesses unfortunately it can never be cured but you can definitely control it to the best of your capability so you know if you have a genetic mental issue like that uh, it's perfectly okay if you've never completely cured of it and don't view yourself in a negative light because of that right so what are the, what are some of the most common symptoms of people whose mental health is deteriorating um some of the general symptoms like overall among all age groups i would say is one you have a lot of confusion and you know you're, like i mentioned you're confused you're very confused and you're not that concentrated as you used to be you will be really you you get irritated and you uh, really easily and you feel really sad and you and this that thing where okay i i'm feeling really great right now and two minutes you start feeling like really really bad about yourself you'll have social um, you'll start to isolate yourself from social groups or your friend groups and of course there'll be a huge change in your sleeping and your eating habits and you start to develop strange thoughts and these are just the most basic symptoms we can talk about of course it's different for everybody like for some people it could also be like they start engaging more in different uh, activities you know as a way to stop thinking about this so right. there's no di- uh, we can't put a pinpoint on it but for the most part you'll notice a change in your sleeping and eating patterns that's like the most common indicator that mm-hmm. i've seen right so can have yeah continue uh some people also start uh losing interest in the things that they were usually they would usually be interested in doing yeah all right so um can having a mental health illness pose any effect on your mental health yes it can uh so again people respond based on their personality to the mental illness and okay. uh, it also depends on the treatment that they're getting if they're getting treatment and they're responding to it well then their mental health will improve eventually and if they're getting treatment and not responding to it well then again their mental health uh, mental health will uh, not improve much and uh, thirdly if they're completely not getting treatment at all then their mental health will not get better it will to a certain extent but not as much as they hoped for and also there's a long term effect mental illnesses have a long term effect on your mental health so there are some days where you're a lot better and there are some days where you you don't feel great it all depends on the person so uh, your whole mission is about the stigma associated with mental health conditions so why do you think there is this social stigma associated with Uh, the whole issue of mental health um i think that has to do because of the influence of culture because if you think about it it's not like people don't want to talk about it's not like we are genetically like uh, kept back from talking about these issues it's just right. that because you know the way culture is anything like super personal in that sense we never we've taught to never talk about it because it's kind of this thing like oh it's nobody's business so why do you really want to talk about it That's when true. there's nothing wrong with actually addressing that oh i'm having these issues and i'm talking about i don't know about different countries and you know how they react with it but as in the indian community especially we notice that it's topics like 
mental health and sex education and all of this they are taboo subjects they're not supposed to be talked about and it's best kept you know behind closed doors when if you look at it if you look at studies that have been conducted it is much it shows a much more positive result when it's shown that these things are openly talked about and they're addressed because yeah when you don't address it that's when all the issue happens how do i know if i'm suffering something or how do i know if i'm not doing well if no one is telling me that if you're doing these things you're doing bad and if you're doing these things you're doing better off since if you don't have complete knowledge there's no way you'd ever like really be able to cure yourself or you know get to know yourself better so the stigma solely exists because of culture and indian culture has a history of not changing even when presented with facts otherwise but that's what our whole mission is that we're trying to show you know hey there's nothing wrong if you want to talk about this and it's perfectly normal it's deemed as you know weird when it's actually not right so do you have any advice for people who are embarrassed or scared to reach out for the help that they need <laughs> so uh first of all it's okay to not be okay uh, there's nothing to be embarrassed about you should uh, learn to own your struggles and, and fight them you should talk to your parents or a trusted adult and tell them about what you're going through and you should try to talk to uh, talk them into uh therapy and uh, because even though it's expensive it actually really works and it's worth it right um also we need to keep in mind that for a lot while therapy is amazing and it has helped many people there are some people who don't respond well to it um maybe because of personality traits so it's just not working out for them and you can pursue alternatives to therapy for someone who's struggling a lot they don't necessarily have to sit and talk to a person and have them you know get have themselves get diagnosed for them doing like engaging in hobbies maybe you know there's like music therapy these days is art therapy and uh, different kinds of thing they can you know that will actually really improve their uh, mental health so it's that before you embark okay because therapy is expensive as she mentioned so look at all the possibilities and come to the conclusion of which one will suit you the most and do know that it's a you can it's a like testing method you know you can uh, check whether this will work or not and take your time with it don't feel pressure to come to a conclusion as soon as possible Now moving forward some of the ways in which we can have a positive mental health would be as follows the first one would be to make social connection a priority the key is to interact with someone who you think is a good listener someone who can regularly talk to you in person who will listen to you without their conceptions of how you should think or feel a good listener will always listen to the feelings behind your words without interruption judgment or criticism The second way would be to stay active as it is as good for the brain as it is for the body. Aim for 30 minutes of activity on most days. If it's easier, a 3-10 minute session can also be just as effective. Start now by taking a walk or dancing to your favorite song. Try rhythmic exercise that engages both your arms and legs, such as walking, running, swimming, weight training, martial arts, or even dancing. You could also add meditation or yoga to engage into mindfulness. Stress takes a heavy toll on mental and emotional health. So it's important to keep that under control. While not all stresses can be avoided, stress management strategies can help you bring things back into balance. Now, an unhealthy diet can also have a toll on your brain. mood disrupt your sleep sap your energy and weaken your immune system 
Conversely, switching to a wholesome diet low in sugar and rich in healthy fats can give you more energy, improve your sleep and mood, and help you to look and feel your best. Now, skipping sleep even for a few hours here and there can take a huge toll on your mood, energy, mental sharpness, and ability to handle stress. Now, over the long term, chronic sleep loss can wreak havoc on your health and outlook. So don't stay up late or don't sacrifice on your sleep at any point in your day. And most importantly, don't be afraid to reach out and seek professional help when required and know that whatever you're going through, you do not have to go through it alone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Stay safe and we'll see you guys in the next episode.